Hey there, this is David back again with another episode of Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 57. Um, Took a little bit of an extended break for the holidays, and uh, now we're into 2020, and uh, we're going to get things rolling again. So, hope everyone had a good uh, Christmas and New Year's and all that stuff. Um, I did as well, so it's good to be back on track though, so... Uh, All right, let's kick things off here. We're going to go to Sweden. This is a band I've played a couple of times on older episodes, and I've referenced uh, plenty of times in recent episodes even as well. The band is Witchery, and they formed in 1997. They've released seven albums up to this point. Um, They kind of basically were a splash on the scene uh, pretty much immediately with their debut, and it's just kind of a like a blackened, kind of not necessarily black and thrash, but kind of black and roll type thing. And um, it had Charlie D'Angelo, the bass player for Merciful Fate and Arch Enemy, and uh, you know a guitar player from The Haunted, and um, this kind of a, an all-star <laughs> cast of people at the time. So uh, you know it was kind of viewed almost as like a not a super group, but you know something like along those lines initially, but. Um, but they've had some lineup changes over the years, especially uh, at vocalists and things like that. But um, their debut still stands out as just a really good, energetic, um, strong debut. And um, I'm going to play something off of it. It was called Restless and Dead, and that came out in October of 98 on Necropolis Records. And uh, the second album is really good as well. It's called Dead, Hot, and Ready. But uh, I decided to stick with the debut here because it's a really strong debut. And uh, again, it kind of has that black and roll vibe. And and there's even some kind of like traditional heavy metal like riffing in there uh, from time to time. So it almost sounds like a more like black metal version of Wasp or something like that, which I mean in a good way. But um, but yeah, I love the energy of the debut. So uh, I've played some stuff off of more recent records um, on earlier episodes. So now we're just diving back into the past. So here we go, kicking things off from Sweden. This is Witchery with All Evil.
All right. That was Witchery with All Evil. Um, I'm hoping that they're working on a new one right now, their last one. They put out two albums like uh, in pretty quick uh, you know, succession of, uh, of one another. There was one in 2016 and one in 2017, but nothing since. So uh, I'm hoping that they've been compiling some ideas and maybe we'll see something new out of them this year. Um, I haven't heard anything to that effect, but that's what I'm hoping because they've been fairly silent recently. But all right, we're going to go to Finland now. I've played this band maybe a handful of episodes ago because um, they released an album in 2018 called Unbound, and it was a, 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 the first release with this like totally new revamped lineup. The band is Sargeist, and Sargeist uh, for the longest time consisted of a mix of members of uh, Horna and Behexen. And uh, now the whole lineup has changed apart from one member. There's still one original guy. And then they've uh, shaken up everything, including the vocalist and drummer and things like that. And they released an album called Unbound in 2018 that was good, but um, there's a lot less variety than I remember uh, with this new lineup. Anyways, um, like the, the drumming, he seems to just do kind of a faster blasting through much of the songs and it's uh, it's very kind of one-dimensional but um, they just released a new EP on Christmas Eve of uh, 2019 here so just a couple weeks ago and um, this is their second release with that new lineup and it's not a full length because again they just put out that one in 2018 so this is just an EP called Death Veneration and that came out on World Terror Committee and um, so yeah it's just a handful of new songs here and it kind of sounds kind of sounds to me like leftovers from the last full length that they just kind of maybe re-recorded but um there's real no real change in style um the songs are a little bit longer and they're still pretty one-dimensional but it's not bad you know they some sometimes that can work uh, in a band's favor to kind of keep uh, the drum beats the same for long periods of time i mean you could just look at burzum or a band like that and you know for uh, an example of when it works well but um but yeah, this changes, this is a longer song, and it's pretty one-dimensional, but it does change just enough uh, with the drum beats and everything to uh, to keep it uh, fairly interesting. So this one was the kind of the standout to me from the new EP. So here we go off of the Death Veneration EP. This is Sargeist with To Feast on Astral Blood. <laughs>
Alright, that was Sargeist from Finland with To Feast on Astral Blood. Um, not bad, certainly not bad, but uh, definitely doesn't sound like the same band to me, but um, what are you going to do? Um, Alright, we're going to jump to Quebec, Canada now, the old Frenchies, and uh, this band, they've been around, oh, since the late 90s, I want to say 97, 98, something like that. Uh, they've released seven albums, and um, to me they've gotten a little bit stale with their more recent work, but um, the early stuff is, is really good. Uh, the band is called Sorcier de Glace, and at least that's how I believe it's pronounced uh, in French, but um, it means ice wizard, so like Sorcier means like sorcerer, and then Glace, I assume, would be like glacier or, you know, something like that, so you can use your context clues to kind of grasp what it translates to, but I did look it up, and it translates to ice wizard. Um, but yeah, they, again, they've released seven records, and uh, really the first three are uh, are probably the best, so I'm going to play something off of the third, just because I like the production off of it. Even though the vocals are a little loud on it, I've always liked the songs on this one, and I thought the production was uh, was pretty damn good for, for the music, so... Uh, but yeah, the third record's called The Purescence of Primitive Forests, and that came out in uh, August of 2011. Again, that was their third record, came out on Mankind's Demise Records. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of really strong tracks on this one, and it's pretty, I say straightforward, but it's it's straightforward, but it's very melodic uh, black metal, so there's it creates a nice atmosphere. Um, and the fact that it's, you know, the, the album title, The Pure Essence of Primitive Forests, I think is actually a pretty fitting title for kind of the mood um, created with the music, so. Uh, but, yeah, this one... <laughs> They, they do have a lot of French song titles and things like that, and then they do have, a, a, you know, certain albums will have a lot of English song titles and things like that. So I didn't pick this one solely because it's English, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it does help to not have to pronounce a bunch of French uh, stuff uh, on the air here. But, uh, but yeah, I'm doing an English one here. So here we go from Quebec, Canada, off of the purescence of primitive forest. This is Sorcier de Glace with Gateways to the World of Lucifer. Soon to ice, leading the 
That was Sorcier de Glace with Gateways to the World of Lucifer. Great tune. Uh, all right, we're going to jump to Germany here. I actually do have several uh, tunes from you know bands uh, that are German on this episode. Not intentionally, that's just kind of how it worked out. But um, this is one that I have never heard of before, but my old roommate Corey um, sent this to me and said, Hey, do you still do like drum cam videos every now and again? And it's been, a, it's been a while for me since I've done one. But I do have a handful of ones that I kind of have saved that I would like to do sometime soon. And so he kind of added to that list and said, Hey, I think you should do this this band and this song. It's a really cool song and you know I like the drumming in it. And so I listened to it and I liked it a lot because there's a lot of little nuances and little cymbal mutes and just kind of certain China hits and things like that that... Um, make it fun for me. It makes, makes it more interesting uh, learning those little details. So I've been practicing it a lot and learning it a lot, and I plan on doing a drum cam video of this song uh, very soon, hopefully within the next week or two. 
But uh, yeah, I really have not checked out this band beyond this song, but it's a really good song and it sticks in my head um, all day long, you know, whenever I'm listening to it a few times just to run through the drum parts in my head and stuff like that. It'll, I'll be whistling it for the rest of the day. But the band, I think it's, I don't think it's a German word here, but it's, I think it's pronounced Agrypni and it's A-G-R-Y-P-N-I-E. And uh, they released this album, from what I've gathered, I mean, they have five albums. This is their third out of five. This came out in 2010. But they kind of identify as like a post-black metal as for the genre. So they kind of go for a bit of an oddball look and oddball like album titles and things like that. So they kind of look like, I don't know if you remember that band Covenant <laughs> that had like the old bass player from Dimmu Borgir and... Hellhammer and stuff like that in there, but they tried to look like futuristic, like sci-fi, space people. I don't know. It was just weird. And uh, so that's kind of the look that this band is going for, too, which is strange because it doesn't really suit the music to me, but whatever. Uh, but this album is literally, it's the number 16, and then there's a bracket, and then the number 485, and then another bracket around that, and that's the whole album title. So I don't really know what the significance is of that, but... Came out in 2010 on Supreme Chaos Records, but um, again, this is just kind of good, somewhat folky, not in a like happy, upbeat, folky kind of way, but um, almost like Thierfing or something like that, um, kind of folky, black metal, but um, it's a great tune, it's a great tune, and there's a lot of twists and turns in it, and I'm really excited to do a, a drum cam performance uh, of this tune, so... Uh, here we are. Let's go ahead and uh, and get it rolling. From Germany, this is Agrippni with Schlaf.
All right, that was Agripni with Schlaf. Um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to record that. Maybe I'll even post it uh, on the um, Blood and Fire Facebook page as well, since I've been talking about it. I might as well. But um, all right, let's keep rolling here to the USA out of Florida, one of the original Florida death metal bands that uh, kind of comes up when people mention that scene down there in Tampa. And you start talking about, you know, Morbid Angel and bands like that, and uh, and Death, of course. And Atheist is the other one that comes up, so that's who I'm going to play right now. I love the debut album, and I love the third album, Elements. But the second album, Unquestionable Presence, while it does have some good songs on it, uh, overall is like over-the-top technical, to where it's just... I can't... Uh, there's nothing I can tap my foot to, <laughs> so to speak. Where it's just all over the place with uh, with ti- weird timings and tempo changes and stuff. But the performances are amazing. And um, there's a few really good tunes on there. So even though I love that debut so much, um, I decided I'm actually going to play something off of the second album. So it's it's kind of a surprising move here. But, um, but yeah, Atheist existed from 87 to 94, and then they broke up, and they took a really extended break, and then they reformed in 06, and they're still together now, although now it's pretty much just Kelly Schaefer, the vocalist, surrounded by a bunch of, like, kids. It's a bunch of young dudes. But, um, the bass player that they used on this album, Tony Choi, he was kind of in and out of the band for years, and, um, he's played in Pestilence, and he's still just kind of is, you know, a man without a country, so to speak. He's a great bass player, but doesn't really seem to settle in with any particular band for long. But uh, the original bass player, who was a really prominent uh, piece of the band, his name was Roger Patterson, he wrote a lot of music for the band, and he unfortunately was killed in 1991 in a car accident, I believe it was. Um, So this album, the second album, features a lot of music that he wrote, but he didn't get to actually perform it on the record. So Tony Choi plays on the record, and he does a a damn good job uh, of playing these parts. But uh, So yeah, the album was released in Roger Patterson's uh, honor, so... Uh, But yeah, this album, Unquestionable Presence, came out in August of 91 on Active Records, and this is the opening cut off of the record, and one of the more memorable ones on there, because again, the rest of it is so technical, it's kind of hard to remember uh, a lot of it, but but this is one that they still play live um, pretty regularly, and it's just one of their best songs. So here we go, from Florida, this is Atheist with Mother Man.
Alright, there we go. That was Atheist with Mother Man. I guess I should clarify, I mentioned that now the band is pretty much just Kelly Schaefer surrounded by a bunch of kids. That is true for live and stuff like that, but on the records, like the official, you know, who's in the band type thing, they do still have Steve Flynn listed as the drummer, and he's the, like, original guy who played on all the classic uh, albums and stuff, so... Um, He's still listed as in the band, but as far as I know, he doesn't tour with them. He just kind of does the, you know, occasional uh, festival appearances and things like that. Just the bigger shows, so. Um, so, yeah, there is still one other classic member technically still in the band, but you just rarely see him. Uh, okay, let's jump back to Germany here. This is a band that I had always heard of and seen the logo and all that, and I thought that they were uh, just a straight-up, like, doom band, and I just... Never really uh, got around to checking them out, but uh, whenever I did finally check them out, I realized that there's a lot more to this band than just the doom uh, aspect of things. There's a lot of, like, kind of gothic, just uh, what what a lot of people refer to as dark metal, you know, tendencies uh, to their music. And it's it's interesting. There's a lot of layers to this, <laughs> to this band throughout their discography. The band is Bethlehem, and they formed in 91. And they're still around today, and they've had numerous uh, member changes and stuff, but um, most of their stuff is not my cup of tea. I The only reason I'm playing them on this episode is because I just happened to come across uh, on Facebook. It was some sort of a festival uh, Facebook post or whatever that said, oh, such and such band had to drop, but it's okay because we've added Bethlehem. Um, to the lineup, and, you know, a lot of people were psyched about that, and I said, you know what, I've never, I've heard of them forever, and I've never actually checked out their stuff, so I checked it out, and it's real, real hit and miss <laughs> with me, but for the most part, it is slow and doomy, um, but there's a lot of real airy, like, light, um, melodic sections and kind of gothy elements, and there's some really, like, their signature thing seems to be, like, really tortured vocals, so it's kind of shrieky, higher, you know, <laughs> painful vocals, but, um, but yeah, there's certain instances when, uh, it works, and it's not that, not so bad, you know, so this one, funny enough, is actually one of the longer songs on, uh, this album, if not the longest song off of this album, but, um, but it stood out as the best one to me off of it, so I'm gonna play something off of their second album, which is called Dictius Te Nekare, and that came out in 1996 on Red Stream, and, um, I'm not gonna even attempt to pronounce this song title because it's very long and very German so you'll have to just see it in the uh, notes for the episode but um, uh, but yeah of all the vocalists they've had doing their little shrieky vocal thing uh, I think that this guy's voice is the best as far as capturing that uh, mood that they're going for but um, yeah this this band surprised me with uh, their variety in their discography, but I don't think I'm going to be purchasing any Bethlehem uh, albums anytime soon, but whatever. If you're into it, then great. So here we go off of Dictius Te Nakare. This is Bethlehem with a whole lot of German nonsense. Mein Geruch ist die Verkommenheit. Ich 
Ich bin hier. Wir sind ein Geist, aber 
die Schlange öffnen. Und mein ausgelaufenes Gesicht verbrennen. Dann die Beschädigung abreißen. An die Zahl denken. Und nicht an die Ich wäre kein Todfisch, war praktisch kein Jol. Denn alle Uhren schweigen gleich. That was Bethlehem from Germany. That was an interesting tune and um, one of the better ones off of that album. I actually kind of like that tune. Um, okay, we're going to jump back to another kind of classic uh, old school American death metal band. We're going to go to the opposite coast, however. So we did Atheist from Florida, so we're going to jump to California and play some Autopsy. Autopsy, not everything they've released is uh, is gold to me, but um, the good stuff is very good, and uh, they're hugely influential, of course, on uh, on the death metal scene, just nationwide, really, for anything that came out uh, after the late 80s, early 90s. But uh, they existed from 87 to 95, and then broke up, and then they reformed in 2009, and they're still going strong right now. 
playing all sorts of festivals and stuff and releasing records and they actually have a stable bass player that they've had since 2009 which is a first for them because they've always had a revolving door uh, on previous releases and tours and stuff but um, their first two records really are, are hailed as like absolute you know mandatory listening for uh, for old-school American death metal um, Mental Funeral had some slower stuff and, and really dark and gloomy stuff and a really rotten you know production but um, Severed Survival, the debut, is one that had maybe a little more energy to it. Um, they hadn't really explored the slower, darker vibes, you know, quite as far uh, just yet since this was the debut. But it came out in April of 89, and they had Steve DiGiorgio doing session bass on this, which is pretty sweet. Of course, uh, Steve DiGiorgio being from Sadus and Death and Testament and bands like that. Um... But yeah, Severed Survival came out in 89 on Peaceville Records, which of course was churning out all sorts of great stuff uh, in the late 80s and early 90s. But um, you really could pick any tune off of this debut, and uh, and it's one that you've probably heard them play live countless times, and it's a song that's hailed as a classic and all that, because they really are, for being a debut, they really had kind of like honed their sound uh, for a couple of years before recording this, so... Uh, there's a certain confidence to this debut that uh, that I like, but um, but yeah, so it's hard to pick a favorite off of them. There's I've heard them all countless times, you know, and uh, and seen plenty of live footage, and I have the live DVD where they just play pretty much all the hits from the first few albums. So, uh, but this one's always been a favorite of mine. So here we go from California off of Severed Survival. This is Autopsy with Ridden with Disease.
All right, that was Autopsy with Ridden with Disease. All right, we're going to jump to Serbia. I don't know that I have actually played a band from Serbia before on the podcast, but uh, first time for everything. So this band formed in 2005, and they have released a couple of records. Um, They just released their second album in uh, December, this past December. So they did their debut in 2015, so they took their sweet time putting out a second album. Uh, This band is called Svartgren. And I saw an ad for them on Facebook, funny enough. Like, I follow, there's a page called, like, Black Metal Promotion. And uh, the Facebook page. So they'll just kind of, whatever, if a band submits something to Black Metal Promotion, then they will do just that. They'll promote it. (laughs) They'll make a post about it. Like, hey, everybody, check out this band releasing their new album on this date. And here's a, you know, a YouTube link to the YouTube video for one of their new songs or blah, blah, blah. So... Um, I just happened to be scrolling through and came across this band and never heard them before, so I gave it a listen, um, the link that they gave, you know, to hear one of the songs, and it was good. It was just, it's not, you know, groundbreaking, it's just quality black metal, but it's actually very good. So, uh, I said, what the hell, I will play them, uh, on the podcast, and, um, so here we are. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, again, this is their second album, came out on December 22nd, it's called Divilia Vatra, and, uh, it was released on Werewolf Promotions, and um, yeah, I am still kind of digesting this album. It's it's pretty new to me, but it is out there on Spotify, so uh, I think their debut is as well. So you can check out more from this band uh, out there. So uh, yeah, this one stood out to me as uh, as having some interesting riffing. Um, so yeah, it just kind of had some more memorable guitar parts to me. So here we go. Off of Divilia Vatra, this is Svartgren with Pesma Serpova.
Alright, that was Svartgren from Serbia with Pesma Serpova. Pretty good quality stuff. Uh, Alright, we're going to go to uh, Germany again. And this is, I actually just played uh, over the last couple of episodes, I played Son of the Sleepless. And then I played Cavernous Gate, because uh, they just did a split together. And Cavernous Gate is a one-man project from Germany. And the one man, who is uh, the the main guy in Cavernous Gate, also plays in Hellrunar. So I decided I would play some Hellrunar uh, on this episode. And that's a band that, and they've been around, oh man, they've been around, let's see, maybe since the mid-2000s. But I know they've been a two-man band since 2008. They had a third member that left. And since then, it's just been a two-man band. They do play live, so they have live members and such, but um, on the records, it's just the two of them. Um, their last really great record to me was the third album. Uh, I haven't heard enough of the newest one to uh, to make uh, that much of a judgment on it um, at the moment, but I should look into that one a little more in-depth. But I'm going to play something off of the third album, which was called Soul, and that came out in January of 2011 on Lupus Lounge. And uh, they tend to have a lot of long songs, and uh, but they mix up their tempos and everything uh, really well from song to song to where uh, if, you're, if you're listening to an entire album, uh, it keeps it from kind of getting stale. It keeps it uh, interesting for start to finish on their albums. But great band. Uh, they kind of follow suit with... Um, kind of that a grip knee like I played earlier that's where it's like kind of folky but not in a happy way it's a very dark <laughs> dark folky you know black metal type thing but uh, you'll know what I mean when you listen to it but uh, great band and it's a band that I really haven't li gone back to and listened to enough of uh, you know I I've listened to them a lot in the past but it's been a long time since I've revisited so it's nice to play something uh you know, something from them on the podcast now. So here we go from Germany. This is Hell Runar with Nebelspina. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, we're going to jump to Poland here because I know what you're thinking. David, when are you going to play a demo from Poland? <laughs> well, today's the day. Um, this band has a German band name, funny enough, even though they're from Poland, but this is a trio uh, called Vermist, and Vermist is actually German for missing. Um, but you got to be careful because there's a few bands with this band name out there, one of which is like an electronic uh, thing, so you might be looking for this band and come across something totally different. But um, but yeah, I happened to see uh, an advertisement that their debut like EP was uh, coming out in the first week of January, so this actually just came out. Um, and it's all in Polish. I can't pronounce the EP. I can't pronounce the song title, unfortunately, but you'll see the name of that, uh, in the show notes on Podbean there, um, and on Spotify and all that. But yeah, they've done a couple of demos, and this is their debut EP, and it's coming out on Fallen Temple Records. And, uh, just a handful of songs, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's just black metal, and the vocals are kind of a, a mix of just your, your more standard black metal voice and kind of a more shouty, kind of a mid-range um, kind of shouty vocal, extreme vocal. But, um, I like it. It's promising. And it's just one of those things where, uh, if I just wanted to take an opportunity to play something from a kind of newer, lesser-known band with something new that's coming out, and uh, if, if people like it, then maybe you can go visit their Bandcamp page. I think, uh, I don't know if they have anything available right now through their um, individual, you know, band uh, Bandcamp page, but you might be able to get this through the, uh, the labels Bandcamp page, through Fallen Temple, but... Um, but yeah, again, you'll see the song title in the show notes, but uh, but here we go off of their debut EP that just came out. This is Vermist from Poland. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Vermist from Poland. I really like the use of keyboards in their stuff. It's uh, like the the sounds that they use as far as the keyboards go. Kind of reminds me of the first Emperor record as well. All right, let's keep it rolling here. We're going to go to Iceland. This band is a favorite of mine, and it's uh, you know the it's a bit divided, I guess, amongst uh, friends of mine and stuff, who are the ones that like him and don't or whatever, but. The band is Solstafir, and um, I've been fortunate enough to see them live on a couple of occasions. I saw them in Dublin, Ireland, and then I saw them again in Dallas. And the one in Dallas was a very intimate show, and um, and we were just right up close, and it was it was great. But um, their sound has evolved quite a bit over the last few records. Uh, over all the records, really. I mean, the early stuff had a much more black metal vibe to it uh, for the first and second record, and then third record they really kind of found their sound with this kind of uh, rock vibe to it more so than metal and then um, things got a little more um, not aggressive but kind of dirtier I guess with the uh, uh, Svartir Sander um, album and then uh, Ota came out after that and Ota was more melodic and um, almost what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> I don't know why the word just escaped me, but it's more like ethereal and slow and uh, it's just kind of mood music. And then they have uh, since had a drummer change and uh, they released uh, their sixth album with the new drummer. And that to me was just not a very good record. The songs just weren't very good. But um, while Ota is great, I think my uh, favorite album of theirs is still their third album, which was called Cold. And uh, Cold came out in February of 2009 on Spike Farm Records. And again, this is kind of the record where they, they kind of found their sound. And uh, there's some really memorable songs on there, and, and none more so than this one, in my opinion. So this is a favorite of mine. They still play it live fairly often. So here we are from Iceland. This is Solstafir with She Destroys Again.
right, that's a great tune and a great record. That was She Destroys Again by Solstafir. Um, okay, um, a lot of times people will ask me how do I come up with the lists, like how do I decide what songs and what bands to play uh, from episode to episode, and sometimes it's the dumbest crap that like prompts me to check out a band and then I'll write them down and say, okay, I'm going to play that on the next episode. And, uh, and it's a pretty good example with this next band. Um, it was a Facebook post from an artist who had just finished uh, some artwork for this one-man band who was going to be using it on some merch. And it was basically just like a mock-up of what this hoodie was going to look like that had his artwork on it that this band is going to be coming out with soon. And they were doing pre-orders and stuff. And that was it. <laughs> like So... It was really awesome artwork and a really cool logo, so I was like, well, I've never heard of this band before, so let's check it out, and it was actually really cool. So this is uh, something that's really new to me. I've only really been listening to this project for about the last three weeks or so, and um, I'm going to play something off of their last full length. They released an EP in 2018, but I'm going to play something off of uh, this full length from 2017. Uh, the band is called Horn, and it's a one-man band from Germany, and that dude is jacked. Like, if you look at pictures of this dude, he's, like, bodybuilder-sized, but he plays all the instruments and does all the vocals. And um, it's an interesting band. It's it's kind of, f like, folky, kind of pagan black metal, and... Um, and he's really good. There's some kind of Bathory vibes in there, but then there's some other kind of more folky, you know, uh, what you would consider folk metal, you know, vibes in there as well. But um, but he does it really well, and it's not his first rodeo. I mean, the reason why this one sounds so good is because it's his seventh record. He's he's done uh, he's done this for a long time, and it's been around since 2002, I believe. But um, this album called Term Am Hung was released in January 2017 uh, on Northern Silence Productions and I'm gonna do my best to pronounce this one because it's a one-word title <laughs> but um, but yeah this one was a standout track for me and again I'm still kinda digesting uh, some of his stuff I've really only listened to the new EP and this album this full length I haven't uh, dove into the other six full lengths that are out there but uh, but I will because I like this this full length quite a bit so I'm gonna check out some of the older stuff uh, over time here so here we go a one-man band from Germany off of the album term am hung this is horn with Schnitter.
that was Horn from Germany with Schnitter. Um, really good stuff, and it's just very epic, and it's still kind of, he doesn't keep it like super dark black metal, but there's, you know, there's still hints of it in there, uh, but it's epic, I like it, but uh, okay, we've reached that time uh, where I have to announce the final song of the episode. So, I want to thank everyone once again for listening, and a Happy New Year and all of that. Thanks for telling friends and telling other people about the podcast. Um, If you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app, which is always great and easy to use. And uh, the entire catalog of episodes is also on Spotify. So find it there and follow it, and uh, also please find and follow the Facebook page because uh, any sort of like updates or news or things related to the podcast are going to be posted there. And then lastly, if you have any sort of feedback or comments or requests or things like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. All right, this one uh, really takes me back, this band. This is a band that I was first introduced to by my old roommate, Corey, and uh, and my good friend, Ryan. And uh, the band is Heidevolk out of the Netherlands, and they're uh, one that is uh, almost exclusively um, clean vocals, and they've always had two vocalists. There's uh, someone that does the high layers and someone that does the really low low vocals, and uh, that's that's their sound, is, is harmonized clean vocals. Uh, a lot of folky elements. They'll have violins and things going, and um, flutes and things on some of the really early albums. Um, but yeah, they they've had a, a really good, consistent sound for their entire discography. But they've kind of had a revolving door of uh, of lineup changes in recent years. I believe the drummer is the only original member still left. Um, but my old roommate, he was friends with the vocalist who did the lower vocals. Uh, his name was Yoris, and uh, Yoris was in the band from the from the beginning, uh, all the way up until like 2013, maybe. I guess he left and started a, an, another project, uh, more black metal project. But um, but yeah, so this album, I'm gonna play uh, two songs here, which I never do that. I always finish with one like epic song, but I'm gonna do two songs back to back here for you guys. Uh, but these songs came off of uh, the first album without Yoris called Velua, and Velua came out in March of 2015. It's their fifth album. They've done six, so they've done a couple of them now without Yoris. Um, And this came out on Napalm Records, and uh, I bought it when it came out because the songs I had heard off of it uh, I really liked. I didn't buy a physical copy. I kind of wish I did, but I bought it on uh, iTunes. But this band um, does a really good job with cover songs. They always have. And they pick some good ones, and they kind of give it the old Heidevolk treatment and uh, make it sound, you know, like the, like it could be something, uh, one of their original songs, you know. But, um, so yeah, there's two uh, on this album. So the first one is by a band called The Knits, and uh, the song's called In the Dutch Mountains, and this one's kind of short and sweet, and uh, I love it. <laughs> and we would kind of uh, jokingly, you know, uh, break into singing this song uh, whenever we lived together, me and my, my old roommate, Corey. And and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to introduce uh, that one in the Dutch Mountains, and then I won't tell you what the last song is. You'll just have to listen and find out, but uh, it's instantly recognizable, so I think you guys will get a kick out of it. So um, 
I should be back on time in a couple of weeks with a new episode. I took the extended break for the holidays, but uh, I'll be back uh, on the normal schedule from here on out. So here we go, closing things out from the Netherlands. This is Heidevolk within the Dutch mountains. Cheers.
Oh, 